It's time now for Gina Gardner and Friends, the show that shares stories from inspiring people, from a wide range of expert guests, all focused on helping you live a happier, more successful, and fulfilling life. Gina Gardner is a multiple number one international best-selling author, motivational speaker, business coach, and trainer. She's the founder of Genuinely You and has over 30 years experience of helping people step into their genuine, authentic power, personally and professionally. Matthew. Huh? Oh, sorry. It's okay. I just need you to listen to me. I know that a lot of times, Mom, it might not seem like I'm listening to you, but I am. I hear you. And what you say really does matter to me. I mean, let's be honest. No kid likes rules, but I get why we have them. I hear you, and I know it's because you care. All the talks we've had over the years, including what you've told me about not using alcohol and other drugs, they stick with me. And believe it or not, they really do make a difference, especially at times that matter most. Hey, want a drink? No thanks, I'm good. So thank you, Dad, for talking and preparing me for what's ahead. Thanks, Mom, for never giving up and always being my biggest fan. Thank you for letting me know what you expect so I can try to meet your expectations. Thank you for talking. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. And now, here's your host, Gina Gardner. Hi there, and a huge welcome to this week's episode of Gina Gardner and Friends. Today, I am joined by Ermi Hossein. Now, she's a self-published author. She is a blogger. She's a YouTuber and she works in the financial industry. And we're going to be talking today about the benefits of learning. Now, those of you who know my story know that education and learning is so important to me. And I think that we're all lifelong students. So, Ermi, tell us about you and why it's so important to you. Yes. So thank you for having me. And uh, for me, learning, it's so crucial and it's so important. And I think it starts from the fact that, first of all, I think basic education, it should be provided to to everyone, especially because um, I have looked at, um, let's say, for instance, my parents are from Bangladesh. And I looked, when I went to Bangladesh, I would see like let's say kids and they would not be provided a basic education and sometimes I felt very grateful and privileged that I was able to get one and so that's where I was like I think it's it's a basic need that everyone should should have and so I started to do things to like educate other people but I also believe that us too we should invest in ourselves and we should always grow personally and professionally and for me, it has been so important because I find a lot of fulfillment when it comes to learning. And for me, learning, it's more like an adventure. I do see it as a very like adventurous um, process because yes it, yes, it can be challenging. It can be, you know, getting out of your comfort zone. It can be, it can be difficult. It can be uncertain. But I think in that uncertainty, there is something greater out there. And I feel like you are able to make something meaningful out of it. And for me, learning has been that way. And I'm, I can tell you that I have never stopped learning. And I, like I have finished university and I still continued learning. Like I was always looking um, for something to do. Like even on my professional field, I was always like 
finding certificates to do to to learn like to to keep like gaining skills but also my free time I keep learning and I never realized that that I was doing that so for instance simple things like listening to podcast episode every day it's a learning process reading a book it's a reading process um you know trying a new new activity is also a learning process so for me it has been beneficial because every thing that I do it's been very fulfilling for me and also like I saw that it brings a lot of benefits in others aspect of my life because when you are let's say trying a new activity you are joining um group of people that share your same interests so you build like meaningful connection like social connections and and that's one thing that I also like started to realize all this how like learning it's so connected with other aspects of my life and also because of course it it has I think a lot of benefits when it comes to like mental health or living longer and stuff like that so I really enjoy learning in general you know I, I believe in learning and I think a lot of people see learning as school they don't uh, actually equate learning about life, learning new skills, as you say, learning about themselves and other people as learning. And I think we need to um, to take the issue of education and broaden it. I think, you know, I was um, over 30 years in education um, as a teacher and then as a principal or head teacher. And one of the things that we did in, in my school was to make sure that the education was as broad as possible. So music, sports, the arts, we had lots of animals at school, including Sally the cat and two goats and chickens and rabbits and so on. We had a nature reserve. We, we engaged children on all sorts of activities to engage them in the love of learning. And I do worry that school um, education in the Western world has become very much about examinations and not about learning. But you talked about the fact that learning is so important. It broadens your opportunities. And I, I, I believe we are going to go into a world where those who have skills and who have a breadth of education, who have a good vocabulary and an understanding of being able to solve puzzles and problems, they're, they're going to be the ones who thrive. <laughs> and I absolutely agree with you that that everybody, but everybody in this world in the 21st century should have enough to eat, clean water, and a good education to enable them to take hold of their life and take a responsibility for their life in a, in a very holistic and positive way. Now, I know you use blogging and you use YouTube, both as a listener and a reader, but also that you're putting out information uh, and helping people um, with the with the information that you give out. Are there particular themes, or is it very broad? I mean, and how do you decide what you're going to do? I would say it's uh, more broad. Because when it comes to my blog, it's called My Ways. So I share my ways of achieving things. Okay. So it's um it's broad, but it's it's broad in the sense that I still want to like give practical tips. 
And usually like what I talk about is like career, like how can you get a promotion or for instance, public speaking. So things like, okay, what are the first six tips that you need if you're like speaking for the first time, for instance, because I also like do public speaking. I attend the Toastmasters Club, which is also part of my learning process. And, um, And I also talk about like study tips. So for instance, I'm a big advocate of learning. So I share like tips on how you can study for this program that I'm doing right now in finance so that has been also very like heavy content because I see that I get a lot of uh, uh, feedback um, on this uh, particular topic and um, I also give books recommendation uh, on the books that I have read that I feel like people can read and I give recommendation uh, on books such as like finance, personal finance and uh, and of course like I share a little bit about me, my story, who I who am I, why people should read the, about me and the struggle that I went through. And even when I wrote the blog it was very um it was a learning process for me, like, because I had no clue how to, um, how to start with a blog, but I think this is where, you know, the whole learning process comes in. It's like, it's a journey. So you have to like, you know, be ready to start this journey and see where it takes you. And to go back to your previous point, uh, where I feel like a lot of people associate learning with just going to school, it is a true fact, because I think people they just cannot wait to finish up school because they know that they don't have to learn anymore. And I think it's because of what you said is because school is set up in a way that, you know, like we're going to test your learning with your, with the exams, but it doesn't work like that. Cause then you're putting people like in a competition mode. You just want them to have that. You want their learning to be represented by a number or by a letter, which doesn't work like that. It really doesn't like, it doesn't define anything about you. And it's sometimes I think learning comes with experience and learning also is about your personality too. You know, you can be great in math but you might not have you might not be a good person so it comes with personality and also I think learning it's um like we never stop being a student I think this is the whole this is what I like to think of I certainly think if you are open to it you never stop being a student we've got to go for a short break now but when we come back I think it would be really great to explore with you the different ways people learn and what's open to them um, and how people can get engaged in their own learning and take responsibility for it. So don't go away. We'll be back after the uh, break and there's much for you to learn. So do come back. Hello there. My name's Gina Gardner and I'm the host of Gina Gardner and Friends. I know you're all incredibly busy and I know that there's so many calls upon your purse or your wallet at the moment but I'm here to ask for your help. Help for a charity called Mom Plus Me that are supporting children, many of whom are orphans and disabled, and families that have been dispossessed by the war in Ukraine, which has now been going on for a year. They need your help desperately. There's no electricity, and so things are incredibly difficult. So please help by making a donation to justgiving.com forward slash crowdfunding forward slash mom plus me that's justgiving.com forward slash crowdfunding forward slash mom m-o-m 
plus P-L-U-S me, M-E. Thanks very much. You can make such a difference. Travel is part of the American way of life. When we're on vacation, we keep an eye out for anything that looks out of place. <laughs> Miss your bag. When we travel from city to city, we pay attention to our surroundings. Everyone plays a role in keeping our community safe. Whether you're traveling for business or pleasure, be aware of your surroundings. If you see something suspicious, say something to local authorities. Welcome back. We're talking about not only the importance of learning, I'd like to talk about the joy of learning because learning something new doesn't have to be difficult. It doesn't have to be a chore. It can be really exciting. You know, I am very much older than my guest by probably several decades. Nevertheless, I am still learning, particularly around technology. I mean, three or four years ago, um, I wouldn't have dreamt to have been doing something like this show, for example. But we can always learn. And one of the things that people have discovered is that they used to think that by the time you were 21, your brain was set. And that between 21 and whenever you died, that your brain cells were gradually dying off. They now know the science has proved because we've got so much better technology and we've got PET scans and all sorts of things that actually our brains continue to have neuroplasticity so long as we use them. And the more you use your brain, the more you exercise the learning, the more likely you are to keep your marbles, to stave off things like dementia and Alzheimer's, and that it's perfectly possible for people in later life to learn new things. And a, an interesting fact is that the greatest number of people learning to use the internet and apps and so on are the over 60s. Maybe it's because they've got time. So what are your thoughts about helping people to keep that neuroplasticity in their brain by learning right the way through their life? So first of all, I think at any age, you can start a hobby or something new. And I don't think there is a particular age that you have to stop doing that. Like it can be a continuous journey. And I've, I, I'm telling you this is because I have experienced it like in real. Like I volunteer for this uh, person. She is uh, an elderly woman. She's 95, but she keeps learning. She keeps learning. She keeps like reading books. She keeps going to courses and she enjoys learning a lot. And I had another example where basically like I'm part of the Toastmaster Club and there is this man who is 80 years old and he goes to all the meetings he always giving speeches but the thing is he has a very strong and sharp memory mm -hmm. and this is because of long life learning and I think when it comes to like long life learning it really it's like you said it's not difficult so one way to start is really to start to see okay what are the things that I like and it could be anything um, it could be a hobby it could be like a small activity it could be even volunteering too so 
some things that people can do is you know you can start from a book you can start from like a class if you want to join a cooking class if you want to try a new recipe um, if you want to try a new workout uh, if you want to try a new hobby like knitting or you know other things like cycling biking anything so it, it can really start from anything and I have actually like read a book which is called um, Igikai and I cannot remember right now the full a full name but basically in this book they talk about like how can you cultivate your 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 hobbies to like live longer and they had these examples of basically this community of Japanese uh, people that were living in this island and how they were able to live like long enough to reach 100 and 102 because they had um, a very minimalistic life but then they also had a very very meaningful life because they were dedicating their time to to their hobbies so some people were just gardening for instance and they find they found a lot of fulfillment in that or some people were playing instrument and they found fulfillment in that so it's really like finding um, anything anything like little things and see if you can start with that and it's if anything it's a hobby that you really like to continue pursuing with that hobby so it's anything public speaking writing a blog starting a podcast you know um, um well, what else like going for a run even just walking let's say in a new uh, street it's an adventure on its own because you get to learn about your neighborhood so it's really little things I think it for me it's a state of mind you can walk down the road and that's a beautiful example you can walk down the road the, the same road every day and see nothing or at least nothing new or you can walk down that road curious about what the changes are and every day is different the seasons change depending on where you are in the world the living things around you change and I think that when you are curious and that you are you see life as an adventure then you have a very different uh, way of being, which I think rather than focusing on all the negative things and being anxious and fearful, being curious and open to new things and looking at things in a new way is enriching. You know, my dad um, lived, he was almost 90 when he died. But he was still going to courses. And in England, we have a, a an organisation called the WEA. It was set up in Victorian times to give uh, young people, or any people for that matter, an opportunity to learn who didn't go to school. And my dad wasn't a Victorian, but they, they even now run high quality classes that are run by um, university lecturers about a whole range of things. And my dad's always had one or two of these on the go. But one of the things that the groups insisted on is that they, people did assignments. Now, most of these people were at uh, work. Um, well past their prime, let's put it that way. And they were doing it because they were interested in the subject and they wanted to keep their brain going, but they didn't want to do the assignments. So my dad talked to the lecturer and the lecturer said, well, as long as we have 10 assignments go in a term, they don't mind who does them. So my dad used to go and do everybody's assignment, but do a different theme because he loved learning and he loved to write. So every term he would research and do 10 assignments. And he did that. And the day he went into hospital, which was the day before he died, when I went back 
into his house, there was his assignment ready in the envelope to give to his uh, to his tutor. And he was as sharp as a tack. And I suppose that's where my love of learning has come from. We've got to go to a short break. But when we do come back, I'd like to talk to you about your YouTube channel and what you've got on there and where people can find you. So please don't go away. I'll never forget the day I nearly died. The only way we found out I had any kind of heart issue was when I went into sudden death. I think unless you are a heart disease patient, you may not know how much work the American Heart Association does behind the scenes to save your life. Since my cardiac arrest, I've watched all three of my children grow into adulthood, and I'm still here. Learn more about the American Heart Association's work at helpheart.org. Hey there, I'm Lance Bass, and this is Chip. And for more than 100 years, American Humane has been protecting animals in times of crisis. And if you're like me, your pet means the world to you, and you want to keep them safe if disaster strikes. American Humane's first responders are always prepared to rescue animals in danger, but you can also help. To learn more about disaster planning and keeping your animals safe, please visit AmericanHumane.org. Welcome back. Ermi is um, a, a blogger, a YouTuber, an author. So tell me about your book or books. What have you written? Yes, I did um, publish a book uh, not too long ago, and it's called uh, Discovering Your Identity, A Rebirth from Interracial Struggle, where basically I talk about my own struggle in finding my cultural identity. Um, I was born and raised in Italy, and my parents are from Bangladesh, and I struggle a little bit fitting in. And I never felt like I fit in. So I decided to create my own box where I could fit in. And basically in this book, I just give, these are more like confessions, reflections about my life and things like how I felt like growing up in Italy, how I felt like, you know, making friends or how I felt like, like hanging out with people. So I give a lot of like reflections on that. And I make a comparison between the two cultures. The one is very conservative is um it's very um conservative and very collectivistic versus the other one which is very open-minded and it's very individualistic so i, get, I make a comparison between the two and i tell like i i tell on a right okay how it was for me to like try to fit in or perform to fit in and so I talk about that in in the book and um, I actually wrote the book in 30 days and I actually read another book prior to that which was how to write a book in 30 days <laughs> so, the, so that I could actually have it published so this was this is one of them that I wrote and of course I do plan on writing more uh, what I continue talking about this and it was more for me to bring awareness that it's difficult to be a woman, but it's also very difficult to be a South Asian woman growing up in a very Western culture where a lot of things are restricted uh, to you and you just have to do certain things to meet a certain image, which is now maybe aligned with who you are as a person. And sometimes you have to do this for the culture, for the reputation, but not you're not doing this for yourself. So it's I talk about that uh, in the book and it's available, of course, in Amazon. I think many people would find that what you're talking about would resonate with them. And I know uh, I've got friends from uh, whose background is from um, from Bangladesh and India, 
But I think it's true of other cultures too. And I think it's wherever you put two different cultures together. Interestingly, I think you've got the big difference in terms of culture, but you've also got difference in terms of you know, family culture or uh, religious culture, where wherever there is a, a tension between the culture um, that you are brought up in and the one that you're living in, I think that's really hard. And so I'm sure your book will be really useful. Do you do different things on your YouTube to your blogging? And why the two? What What's the benefit of both of those, do you think? So for me, uh, when it comes to blogging, the biggest benefit is the writing part. Like I do it because like I, when I first started with the blog, it was because I wanted to practice my writing because eventually I was like, I'm going to write a book. Okay. So I started with that. But YouTube, it was more because... I wanted to get out of my comfort zone and I wanted to get out of there. And because I was going to Toastmaster, I felt like I had the required public speaking skill to create content. So I started to create content on YouTube because I wanted to see how my public speaking skill is. And also because I wanted to do it as sort of like a luggage of, you know, the things that I can bring into the world to get exposure, personal branding. And, um, and so that's how I started with YouTube, which is still like a work in progress, I would say, because it's, I'm trying to still find like what's the right thing to do. And of course, it first started with uh, giving study tips, basically giving study tips on like how to study for this program that I'm doing right now, which gets a lot of views. And so I feel like, okay, maybe I should continue with this path. So I have been doing that, but I also give tips on like how to learn a language because I can speak several languages and I feel like if I can share to the world some of my ways of learning a language, which I would say it's pretty effective. Why not? So I talk about that, how to learn a language. I had some um, friends coming to my channel to talk about like mental health, public speaking again. Um, <clears throat> I'm planning to have more uh, where I talk about like, again, learning a language and why it's beneficial uh, to you and why and and I want to bring in people that actually have language programs where they teach. So that's also my plan in the, for the future. And I think I want to continue expanding it by having like interviews with people and where I am pretty much hosting the, the whole interview and I'm asking people questions and I want to promote things that I care about, like, you know, public speaking, learning a language, how to study for a specific program and things like that. So where can people find you on YouTube? Uh, they, they just have to type my name, which is Urmi Hossain. So if they type my name, it will, it will show up. And so of just course, because this is a radio show, just yes. spell it for people so that they can uh, <laughs> go and find it. So it's Urmi. So it's U-R-M-I. That's the first name. And last name is H-O-S-S-A-I-N. Brilliant. And do you have a website? Yes, it's called myways.ca. Now, I'd just like to point out that before this com this show, we had a conversation about how I should pronounce your name. <laughs> <laughs> and I was asked to pronounce it in the English way. So just before you start complaining that I haven't pronounced it properly, uh -huh. <laughs> it was done with full permission. Now... <laughs> 
Uh, we're very proud to be members of B1G1, Buy One, Give One, which is an organization designed to help businesses market themselves, but at the same time to give and to help other people. All of the projects are vetted and where every cent of people's money goes towards the projects. So I invite my guests to uh, choose one of four projects each month and we donate on your behalf. And so the four projects at the moment are clean water, in food, helping people who, who are hungry, education and reforesting um, the environment. Which of those four are you going to I've got a pretty certain idea. I know which one you're going to choose. <laughs> education, education, always. <laughs> Lovely. So we'll be doing that on your behalf. Remember, if you're just simply listening to this show, you can make a difference. That we donate meals for those who are hungry based on the number of listeners. So please do keep listening and get other people to listen. Now, I have a YouTube channel. There's lots and lots of videos on there. I'm really wanting to build up the number of subscribers. I'd be very grateful if you'd go and subscribe to Genuinely You. That's G-E-N-U-I-N-E-L-Y hyphen, or rather Genuinely You, no hyphen, uh, Genuinely You with Gina Gardner. Please go and subscribe and you'll find all my books on Amazon. There's lots of opportunities to learn. So, Thank you very much for joining me today. Um, it's been a joy. I would really urge you, take a leaf out of this amazing lady's book and take on learning. If you haven't learned something new for a while, it's time to start. You're never too late to learn. And by learning, not only do you help yourself, but you help all of those around you. So I'd like to say thank you very much for joining me today. And I look forward to seeing you on the next show. Bye-bye now. Thanks for listening to Gina Gardner and Friends, the show that helps you live a happier, more successful, and fulfilling life. To learn more about Gina Gardner, go to genuinely-u.com. If you would like to work with Gina or book her as a speaker, email her at gina at genuinely-u.com.